Hi, this is Steve O'Mooney, and you're listening to another production of the 4i Radio Network at 4iRadio.com. Hey there, Eric here from Socially Awkward Studios, and this 4i Radio presentation is being proudly brought to you by Raven Designs, illustration and design that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit ravencruise.com. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour, live and in person. Hello. 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 Oh my god, Dino Charge. What the hell? That's so good. <laughs> I am shocked. I'm not. Trust in Lynn. Trust <laughs> Lynn forever. Dino Charge. It kicks butt. Uh, I'll give you an A for effort, but no. <laughs> your rhyming's a little off. <laughs> hey, P. Hey, you're like really loud. I'm going to turn you down. Oh, sorry, who's, am I? Who's loud? No, everybody. My computer volume's like up like way high. <laughs> you know why? Because you were listening to Dino Charge. Damn right. <laughs> I, I watched all that on my phone. Oh, A for effort. <laughs> I'm one of those people. This was a busy week for Power Rangers fans. <laughs> it really was. <laughs> oh my god, so much to talk about. And now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. Today on the Power Hour, episode 33, Ranger Nation Spotlight, Hassan Ahmed, and the World of Ha, plus Dino Charge. Recorded on January 31st, 2015. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four Eyed Radio Network. It's time to Ranger Up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Man. And I'm Zach, also known as the Cinema Slob. This episode is brought to you by Revenge Lover, illustration and designs that fit your personality. For samples and inquiries, visit revengelover.com. Hello, Ranger Nation. Today we have a special Ranger Nation spotlight with Hassan Ahmed, also known as Hassan Ahmed120 on Twitter and Ha Vortex Dude on YouTube. Recently, he has rebranded his channel and launched a new website called The World of Ha. His channel includes Power Rangers toy reviews, pentatonics videos, vlogs, unboxings, gaming videos, and more. Hassan is the podcast director for Nintendo Fuse and also one of the new members of the Power Force. Welcome to Ranger Command, Hassan. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. So we have a ton of news we, to talk about. We literally have yeah. all of the news. Like, in all yeah. this, no, it's all here. <laughs> all of the news that happened this week it was insane. First, I wanted to give an update on Raja Baruti, who played Delphine, the white alien ranger. As you know, on our last episode, we talked about her GoFundMe campaign because she was diagnosed with a scenic cell carcinoma. To aid in her recovery, a GoFundMe campaign was set up to help her medical expenses. At the time of this recording, they are at, right now, 130 donors that have pledged a total of $3,500, which is $1,500 away from their goal. For more info, please go to GoFundMe.com slash I-Y-L-B-Z-G or you can search for Raja's Cancer Fund on GoFundMe. 
Next, at the time this episode is released, the Power Rangers Dino Charge theme songs are available on iTunes and Amazon.com. So as of February 3rd, they were released. Included is the TV theme, the extended theme, and a sing-along slash instrumental version. Super Samurai was the last time we've had an official release for show themes, so thanks to Ranger Board for the find. And I already have that pre-ordered. That's cool. <laughs> I, I like when there's a longer version of a TV game. I hope to check it out. Yeah, I hope they add some more verses. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I've already been singing along to it in the car. So for the, uh, I just had a, a version that I kind of ripped in the meantime. Yeah. And I'm excited to have this pre-ordered, but I'm totally going to be singing along all the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me too. And when did they start doing pre-orders for digital MP3s? That seems kind of new to me. I've just never seen that before. It's like, yeah, pre-ordered the song. Okay. (laughs) This week, as we've recorded this, the Tiger Zord and Saba legacy items have been spotted for the first time in the U.S. The first sightings were, I think, on... Tuesday, the Legacy Saba and Tiger Zord were spotted right here in my home state in Schaumburg, Illinois and Chicago, Illinois from the Hybrid Ranger on Twitter and Steve Martinez 90. And then the next day they were in my store and I bought them. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so jealous right now. Yeah, I I really want to get that Saba. It was just amazing. My area is the last to get everything. So. <laughs> you still got samurai stuff, right? Well, no, we've got like just like super mega force stuff and oh, dino okay. charge stuff, but we're just we never get any legacy items. Ooh. And if we do, it's just a few. There's only two Toys R Us stores in the entire state, so. Yikes. Yeah, <laughs> pre-orders for Tiger Zord and Saba? I don't remember there being pre-orders for Toys R Us. I don't even know if they're on their Toys R Us site right now. Yeah, there was no pre-orders, which you would think they would. I mean, they've done it for everything since. But I've had such bad experiences with pre-ordering from Toys R Us and their shipping is horrible. I mean, my Titanus, the box was damaged on the corner and it sucked. And I know, Hassan, you had to return yours, right? My No, I think my box was also kind of beat up as well, but I... I opened it up, and the item itself was fine. And since I figured I'm not going to keep the box anyways, I was kind of okay with it, but now I'm wary of ever really ordering online from Toys R Us again. Yeah, yeah, me too. Plus, it's kind of cool finding it in the store. I mean, you get that sense of rush, and you're like, oh, I found it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And initially, I was just going to buy one. I was just going to buy the Saba and get the tires or later, because, you know, budgeting and all that stuff. But, God, seeing those two together, I... It goes right out the window. Yeah, yeah I was like, <laughs> just like, I need them both now. <laughs> totally worth it. The Saba is gorgeous. There's so much die cast on that thing. It's heavy. And it's huge. I wasn't expecting it to be this great. It's really cool. And the voice is cool. He's talking and his little mouth moves. It's great. I'm so happy they did that with the voice of... Getting him back to re-record the lines. Oh, it's great. Go Tony <laughs> Oliver. Woo! I, yeah. I still want that picture of you, Eric, with you pasted over Tommy. Yeah. I'm, super mega force scene. I took the picture. I just got to do my Photoshopping. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the, the banner for this, is him Photoshopped as the White Ranger. Oh, oh no. <laughs> that might be a bonus picture. <laughs> <laughs>
In other news, Stig Eldred reprises his narrator role from Samurai and Megaforce for Power Rangers Dino Charge. Fun fact, he also played Master Rilla in Jungle Fury, which is really cool. So he posted a picture on his personal Facebook account of him recording the narration. This is before everything else released this week. And it had a picture in the corner because he was recording and it was on TV. It was a shot of Sledge Candelera, who we now found out is Poissandra for Dino Charge. So there was a shot of them and people got excited for that. I don't know. I was completely in the dark. I had no idea that the guy, the same guy who played Masterilla was the narrator. And maybe I just don't pay attention to that, but I was kind of surprised to see that. Yeah. That's cool, yeah. <laughs> so, Zach, you want to take the next uh, one? I really don't, but okay, sure. <laughs> this marginally ties into Power Rangers, but it was announced this week that the Ghostbusters reboot that Paul Feig is doing for Sony is scheduled to be released on the same day as the Power Rangers reboot film, July twenty second, 2016. My money will be going to Power Rangers that way. <laughs> That's all I have to say on the matter. <laughs> Team Power Rangers. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, that's if the Power Rangers movie actually comes out on that date or yeah. anything. Because we still haven't heard anything about nothing. it. Nothing. Hey, we're making a movie. That's it. <laughs> uh, okay. it. Yeah, um, but it's, it's kind of funny because in Dino Charge, Shelby says, nice shooting Tex, and that's uh, something... <laughs> That was said in <laughs> Ghostbusters. We're going we're gonna to get to that stuff. Oh, we're going to power through the news. Okay, okay, power through the news. <laughs> so, so this is all related to what we're talking about. So this week, the Keeper was revealed in the first Dino Charge clip. I made a whole bunch of E.T. parody images. <laughs> um, a second clip was revealed with Tyler and Shelby's first morph. And then... It all exploded on Thursday when the Power Force learned that you could unlock the new episode, but by the time we all tweeted about it, it was already unlocked because they set the ridiculously low bar at 100 retweets, which is insane. So low. It's like they have 100 retweets in they have, minutes. They have no faith. No faith at all. Yeah, no faith. So... We knew it was going to be unlocked. Comicbooks.com showed an exclusive look at the Keeper, and we that was how we learned of Poissandra's name, which I think is a really cool name. And then the Power Force also got a super high-res, awesome image of the cast, helmetless, in their suits. I had to do some color correcting because initially it was just, whoa, with the neon. <laughs> it looked crazy. So we posted all of that on uh, rangercommand.com, all of the news right there. And then, yeah, it released on nick.com midnight, Thursday or Friday at midnight. It was boom, right there. I believe all of us watched it at that time. Or Yep. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Nick player issues aside, oh, my God. So right now, we are going to talk about the first episode of Power Rangers Dino Charge, Powers from the Past. <laughs> Insert spoiler warning here. In case you yes. 
<laughs> yes, but since this episode releases on February 7th, that's the TV. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. This is going to be like the Talking Dead of Power Rangers now. This this is the Talking Dead of Power Rangers. It's the talking morph of Power Rangers. Yeah. So watch the episode on Nickelodeon or the Nick Player, and then hear all of our thoughts right now. <laughs> so... Oh my gosh. Uh, We'll do a quick summary. We get 10 minutes, the beginning of this episode, as complete setup with the Keeper and the villains. The Keeper's ship gets shot down. He has to protect the Energems. He fakes out Fury. Uh, We're introduced to all these characters. Insanity. So I I don't know I don't know what my direction is, but this is insane. My mind is uh, just all over the place. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's <laughs> let's talk about those first ten minutes where we're introduced to the villains and the setup. It takes place sixty five million years ago, which is it's crazy. I think this is the earliest we've gone back in time for Power Rangers, aside from maybe the Q-Rex. And the Earth looks the exact same as it does now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I was a little annoyed by that. Um, You know, you can Google search Cretaceous period Earth. It's not a lot has changed, but enough has changed Mm -hmm. where it was noticeable. Yeah. But we can look that aside, whatever. Yeah, really. Uh, I mean, because in the Power Rangers universe, the moon has air. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) Outer outer space has air, too, so... Yeah, you know, whatever. (laughs) You win some, you lose some, you know. (laughs) So, what did you guys think about that whole space battle? That was epic. I just have to say that I love that the first ten minutes of this show had more plot than all of Super Mega Force. Word. Right. <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I loved it. The villains had personality. You know, Sledge isn't just like a villain all the time. He was kind of funny. Yeah. I, I mean, when, you know, Poissandra, who is his fiance, which I thought was a great twist. I love it, yeah, absolutely. And then she's nagging him about his asteroid collection. He's like, oh, come on. I, I lost it. It was awesome. In a weird way, I think that was kind of a shout-out, because he's like, these are going to pay for our wedding. <laughs> like, hmm, who does that kind of sound like? A bunch of fans collecting stuff that they're going to resell later. <laughs> so he's a intergalactic bounty hunter which oh my god the jungle fury reference because one of his bounty posters had monkey wee from jungle fury as the image it's i love this show so much i can't (laughs) yeah can i just say how how much i love though the sets even just from the opening like the whole the villain the interior of the ship the prison it oh, just yeah. looked so different. It had a different like feel to it. The cinematography, something. It just felt yeah. so fresh. I'm glad you brought that up because watching this whole episode, I also thought the cinematography was different. It just felt it felt different. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Was I the only one who got kind of SPD vibes? Like, yes. Way? Like I, mm-hmm. uh, the sets were incredible. Yeah, the pan shot where they showed all the uh, cell blocks was incredible. That was such a great visual effect shot. 
Oh my god! And his ship, his whole ship, super detailed. It's massive. I love the tractor beam kind of net with all the asteroids. I thought that was really cool. Uh, but yeah, the sets were super detailed, really awesome. I liked all the little Vivek guys running around. <laughs> <laughs> Wrench was one of the sidekicks. He had a very Finster type of voice. Yeah, he's the, voice of, uh, the voice of Tensu. I, I looked it up, and it's the same guy that did Tensu's voice, did, did his voice. Oh, wow. I can kind of hear it now that I think about it. <laughs> I was like, it sounds so familiar. I was like, yeah, it sounds like Finster, but I'm sure it's not, you know, like, who, who did the voice? And I just looked it up before this episode, and, and it's the guy that did Tensu's voice. Nice. Wow. Well, I, I, I like Tensu. He was probably one of the few things that I liked about <laughs> Super Mega Force, but whatever. And then Fury. Let's talk about Fury. He's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, kind of scary. Well, yeah, and scary looking. I'll fast forward a little bit. I liked in, <laughs> I liked in the journal that Tyler's dad kept. Uh, there's a picture of Fury, and one of the captions like kind of pointed to his lightning bolts, like unknown purpose of lightning bolts. I thought <laughs> that was, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious, poking fun at the suits. But I think he's a really menacing villain. Yeah, and his voice actually matches how he looks. Yeah, so. kind of that gruff and, I'm going to get you. I think Sledge has an interesting band of, I don't know what to call them, like fellow bounty hunters or weird aliens. It's, it's pretty hired, cool. They're hired goons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what a great way to show off all of the potential uh, monsters of the week for this season with that prison shot. I like the idea of the higher the cell block number, the more dangerous the foe. Because it seemed like we saw cell block 7, and that had the monster form of D from Kyoryuger, who was a later series villain. Mm -hmm. So like, I like the idea of like the higher the number goes, the more dangerous the villain. So like, we'll see them later in the series. That's a good theory. That's pretty good. Everything about that. And I, I like that Poissandra. I, I thought she was really cool. I love her voice. I like her attitude. It's very much a Lord Zed and Rita type of relationship with her and yeah. Sledge. I thought they had a great dynamic. Just fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, and he actually loves her. I thought it was hilarious when he shot the Vivek that was in her way. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> It was just, it was so great. And I think his suit's pretty cool, too. I'm yeah. glad we have an original villain again. Yes, yes. Yeah. So much. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not tied to the Japanese footage at all. I love it. It's so cool. In fact, there was zero Sentai footage in this episode. Mm -hmm. I went back and watched it again, and I realized that, yeah, aside from certain shots in the opening, but, I mean, it's the opening, it doesn't really count. Right. There's no Sentai footage. Yeah, none whatsoever. And that's a total throwback to any premiere that Chip Lynn did, where we get 100%, here we go, barely any Sentai. I loved it. The opening, where we get to see all those shots, oh my god. It just uh, so works. It works so well. I watched that, no joke, 20 times. Because it's it's just fun. I like how in the opening too, when well, first of all, they don't shout their names. 
So it, oh yes, yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But also, they actually filmed it looks like little pieces for each of the Rangers because they all turned and looked towards the camera, and it was like a a throwback to like the old themes and everything where they I, had a unique little scene, which is cool. I am so glad they brought that back. <laughs> <laughs> I was smiling throughout the entire opening theme because I'm like, oh my gosh. I was too. I love they're it. They're smiling at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then AP, you tweeted last night. You're like, I need to go back in my archives and find the tweet where I said I want them to bring back the smile and look at the camera. Yeah. Of openings. <laughs> yeah, that was so good because in Samurai and Megaforce, their other shot was always footage that was from the episode. So I love this. I love Coda's like working on the dig site and he just kind of turns and looks and oh, so good. All of it just works so well. We had heard the theme. We were happy with just the song, but the song with the visuals just makes it even more awesome. There would be potential as well for this to get even cooler just because, I don't know if you noticed, the last shot, I think right before the logo, mm-hmm. showed all the dinosaurs and only the main five were colored, the rest were in shadows. And it reminded me very much of, like, Digimon Season 3, Digimon Tamers, where they had the other kids in the background of Shadows, and when they were revealed, they actually changed it to show the characters. So I wonder if, like, as more dinosaurs, as more rangers appear, they'll change from Shadows to the actual dinosaurs or something. Which that would be cool. Really that cool. would be yeah. amazing. Yeah. And I think they're going to do that, because they're putting so much care into this season already, just from this first episode. I feel like that's a detail that they're not going to miss. They're going to do that. That was their intention. Yeah. And I know one thing that was very obvious to me after I watched this episode was that I wanted to watch it again immediately. Yes. And I did not feel that way with... I liked the Megaforce premiere. It was okay, Mm -hmm. but I didn't feel the need to watch it again. Yeah, I think that's a unanimous feeling that we all had. I literally hit play again that night and watched it again. And I don't remember the last time I did that for Power Rangers, except maybe for SPD. (laughs) (laughs) SPD is the the last one I can think of wanting to watch it again right away. But yeah, yeah, with Dino Charge, just it all works so amazingly well together. Really, it's a breath of fresh air after, because everyone's so sick of... Super Mega Force and the disappointment that they had with that, and then for this to come in and be even slightly awesome is just breath of fresh air. Yeah, it's amazing what an, a new executive producer will bring. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, especially one that has done great seasons of Power Rangers, and I feel this is going to be another great season. Ironically, I've heard some people say that, oh, this feels more like a Disney season. I'm like. What? I thought people hated Disney seasons. <laughs> but I think after the Neo Saban the last four years, I think people are ready for something new, but also to go back to what made Power Rangers work. A new American-made villain is part of that. A new mentor. Yeah, let's talk about the Keeper for a bit. Oh, the Keeper. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, aside from the big googly eyes and the E.T. and (laughs) I liked his voice. I liked that he was really smart because he faked out Fury and replaced the Dino Gem, or the Dino Gems, the Inner (laughs) But... The Dino Gems were probably on one of those asteroids that fell, mm-hmm. going back to Dino Thunder. So that's kind of a cool nod, too. 
But um, I hope they maybe bring that up if they do a team-up with the uh, whatever. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I like that he tricked the villains. He planted that bomb in the Energem case, which I thought was awesome. I literally said out loud, Keeper, you crafty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he can fight, too. He held his own against Fury for a bit, which I thought was really neat. And when all of the asteroids started falling, you could actually see the regret on his face. And I thought that scene was perfect when he got enveloped by the ash cloud because he just entrusted these dinosaurs with the Energems and now he basically was the one that caused their extinction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think his design was certainly very... At first, I was a little confused. I was like, well, this is a little odd. I, you know, I don't know how <laughs> I feel about this. But I, I think it actually worked in the context of the show. I love having that original material. And I think it's really cool to see him there. And in a way, it also kind of reminded me of Larigo somehow, just because I guess it's kind of short, <laughs> I guess. But, um, but I, I don't know. It just it gave me flashbacks to that. And I was like, huh, it, it just feels old school somehow. And yet yeah. it's kind of fresh. Aside from the E.T. Largo had a baby comments, <laughs> still it's refreshing to see an original design. And we didn't talk about this in the news, but they also released uh, like a Keeper's Escape game on Power Rangers, and it sh- actually shows an illustrated version of him with his hood down. So he's got all these reptile type of spikes on his head. And I actually like the design better. I hope we get to see him more without the hood. But I thought that was interesting because he, he kind of has this reptile appearance and he seems that he was able to communicate with the dinosaurs. So I thought that was kind of cool. I don't know if that was yeah. intentional. And then we switch to the present day. And we get the city name, which is Amber Beach. I love it. It's a total nod to Jurassic Park. (laughs) Uh, Just like Tyler's Jeep. I'm like, that's a Jurassic Park Jeep. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler's at the museum. He's searching for this cave that his father was at because his father has disappeared 10 years ago. Total VR Troopers flashback. <laughs> like, I'm missing you, Dad, 10 years ago. Um, and he bumps into one of the other characters, Chase, who works at the museum. And we find out Chase is from New Zealand. He's a New Zealander. Then shot of him in the opening with the Kiwi on his skateboard. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like that was a, such a great touch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's just me, but I really get a Xander vibe from him. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, it's it's hard not to compare. I mean, they're both cheesy with the puns and trying to hit on girls and it works so well. But not only hitting on girls, but getting completely shut down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which thank you, Chip Lynn, because the weird Jake and Gia awkward romance thing and Super Mega Force and the one shot of Jake totally leering at Gia and mm-hmm. you know, we get a shot of her, but to have his character get completely shut down, and actually, it's funny, one of the girls that said, get lost, that's his real-life girlfriend. <laughs> a little cameo by her. To backtrack a little bit, we get to meet the main focus character of the story, 
which is Shelby, the Pink Ranger. This is a Pink Ranger episode. Yeah. For a premiere. That's crazy. When was the last time we ever had that, aside maybe from Time Force? It's so great to see the female characters get their due in Power Rangers. And I thought Shelby was really likable. I felt that she was very relatable. Mm-hmm. She didn't She didn't have, like, a canned personality like the last four or two or whatever seasons. Mm-hmm. But I would be her friend. Like, I felt like I could be her friend. Oh, yeah. And so she works at the Dino Bike Cafe. That set was cool. Yeah. Way better than Ernie's Juice Bar. <laughs> <laughs> Or Ernie's Froyo brain freeze, whatever. Yeah, as much as I love myself some Froyo, I would definitely go to the Dino Bite Cafe. Yeah, I want a Brano burger with fries. Uh, uh, <laughs> Brano burger looks delicious. Especially the way Yoshi made it look when he's shoving it down his throat. <laughs> so, so, yeah, uh, it's clear that she does not want to be at her job at the cafe. She wants to aspire to be more and to do more. And it's nothing forced like, I want to do more with my life. It's It's all through her actions, and I loved it. So she actually approaches Chase to see if she could come on the dig with them. And he's like, oh, let's cut to the chase and go to a movie. And she she said the best line ever. She's like, oh, does that work with the girls in New Zealand? (laughs) (laughs) And I loved it. There's a potential interest there, but it's nothing forced or that was awkward like in Megaforce and Super Megaforce. It's just the whole... All of their conversations, all of the dialogue was very natural. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, people can expect a Power Rangers show to not have good writing because it's, oh, it's Power Rangers, it's for kids, whatever, blah, blah. But really, there have been more seasons than not that have great writing in space, SPD. This is a good example of that. Just like you have here these characters that sound natural, they're saying things that real people would say. They're not spouting canned dialogue. Yeah. Plus, the writer for this episode was Chip Lynn. Mm-hmm, so, exactly. there you go. <laughs> Exactamundo. So, she follows Chase. We get to meet Koda for the first time. Total shout-outs to Yoshi. Because oh. <laughs> even though he got, like, one line that was muffled because he was eating a burger, yeah, he still knocked it out of the park. I was actually surprised to see him, because I thought, well, because the whole mm-hmm. caveman thing, I thought he would pop up later on, but he was already there. I guess the running theory is that he and Chase are already rangers, and yeah. we're, we're going to get a backstory episode. We're definitely getting a backstory episode, because one of the shots in the opening was him all caveman-like discovering his Dino, or is, I can't Energy. say Dino Gem. Energy. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, keep keep going. Oh, okay. You're <laughs> like, oh my gosh, this thing. What I liked about the opening was that we saw how all of them came to get their inner gems. Some of those scenes weren't seen in this first episode, so we're totally going to get backstories and flashbacks for these characters. But like you, Hassan, I was intrigued that we are seeing him right now. He's already kind of integrated. He knows English, but he's still got his mannerisms and his strength. Like, holy crap. (laughs) (laughs) 
Right. Yeah, it reminded me a bit of RPM in a way where we started off, we saw the Rangers, but then they kind of went through and kind of did your backstory episodes. And, and I wonder if we're going to get something sort of similar with that. should be kind of neat. Which I would love. I'm not yeah. opposed to that. I'm all for that. Well, I was just going to say that if you think back, one of the boxes that they were taking on the dig with them mm-hmm. had the pink energy in it. And it's kind of hard to... Yeah. Hard to like believe that they didn't know that was there. Right. And then she like wasn't allowed on the dig and but they were for some reason. So Oh yeah. Let's talk about our other character that we were introduced to, which was Kendall Morgan. Yeah, that's totally not related to Kendrick's Morgan or <laughs> anything. <laughs> Claire Blackwelder, oh my god, she was such a great character. She has this maturity um, about her, like, really smart. I love the hints that we got on her wardrobe, like the uh, purple ring. Her glasses rims were kind of purpley. Hey, Purple Ranger, just saying. (laughs) (laughs) But... Yeah, I liked her, like, oh, yeah, they're trained personnel, and we see a shot of them totally fooling around. <laughs> it was classic. Yeah, they're trained personnel, and Chase is in a bad skateboard on his head, and Code is flexed the grossest burp. <laughs> <laughs> Which, apparently, according to Yoshi on Twitter, they had to redub the burp because the real one that he did was actually too gross. I, I would have loved to hear the real burp. I think that would have been hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so Shelby sneaks on to their car while they're off to see the wizard, whatever. <laughs> uh, and then we switch back to Tyler. He arrives at the caves. He's digging around in the caves. I like that the shot of him repelling and we see the volcano uh, lava flow. And then he discovers the red energem next to the T-Rex fossil. He gets then attacked by our Monster of the Week in a kind of a weird black cloak, which was kind of cool. We switch back to Shelby. She's thinking about how to approach Miss Kendall about being on the dig. Uh, Miss Kendall? Miss uh, (laughs) Miss Morgan (laughs) about being on the dig. And she hides because the, the monster has now discovered the pink Energem in this box. So she takes off after this bad guy. She gets attacked after she steals it back. Tyler comes in. Tarzan style. Tarzan style. (laughs) (laughs) Like like Cole or Maya, whatever. Um, (laughs) And then he introduces himself right off the bat. We get a last name for once. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I'm Tyro Navarro. And then they have to face off without any powers. I love the gag bit. He pulls out a banana and then some underwear. (laughs) And him him pulling out underwear had everyone shouting O's reference on Twitter. Yeah, I saw some (laughs) I saw some reference. It was like, banana arms and O's. O's. I thought that was pretty funny. And then, hey, he did a pretty good job deflecting the monster's blast. The monster was voiced by, ironically, the same guy who voiced Flurious in Operation Overdrive, who was also ice-based. That's fun. So that was fun. He blows up the shovel, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. (laughs) They get frozen while they're reaching out for the Dino Gems. I thought that was a beautiful effect shot. 
Energems. And I see Dino Gems again. Oh my god! Energems. Energems. <laughs> Dino Chargers, Energems, Dino Gems, they're all the same. It's, yeah, it's, it's all whatever. I love that visual effect of them getting frozen, also bonding with the Energems. <laughs> because it used the same effect when the dinosaurs, when the Keeper infused them with the Energems. It was yeah. that same nervous system energy effect, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. So they're all like, woo, Energems, and the fossilized dino gun springs out of nowhere. Yeah, it just appears. Yeah, probably one of the greatest unintentional morphs in the entire Power Rangers franchise. Yes. (laughs) They're like, what the heck is this? And I'm spinning the thing, and I don't know, it's a gun. Yeah. (laughs) I am in love with that scene. Like, that is the best line ever. I just spun the thing, and then became a Power Ranger. That's yeah. amazing, amazing. I'm spinning the thing, and this is happening, and, and they go to shoot the monster as a gun, but because of all their spinning, they did a, their forced morph, which I thought those effects were great. I love the, the T-Rex and the Triceratops, and boom. I think they're saving the full morph sequence for when they're fully a team. I think so. Or maybe we'll get one with just the four. Who knows? We'll have to wait till next week and see. The whole scene is just hilarious. The shout-out, nice shooting text. <laughs> yeah, I think it was fantastic. I love the fact that also, usually when, when they get their, when Power Rangers get their powers lately, it's sort of, oh yeah, we magically know to do what we need to do to morph. But in this case, it was completely on accident and, yeah. and it made it more realistic in a way and it made it just more fun. It was definitely a lot more fun. And I love that they were commenting on their suits like, wow, you look great. Yeah, so do you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was really cool. We get an awesome fight sequence. I love the explosion in the background with them. I mean, it was a beautiful shot with them jumping up in the air and ready to attack. We got some cool moves. Tell me if this was intentional or maybe I'm reading too much into it. But Dino Charge Red, Tyler did a spin move that was very reminiscent of Mighty Morphin Red when Jason did his spin kick in Forever Red. Was that just me or? Uh, I'm going to have to go back and watch. Yeah, because... I didn't notice. <laughs> okay, maybe, maybe I'm looking too much into it, but in Forever Red, Jason did that like full body spin kick. And Dino Charge Red did the same thing in this episode. Hmm. I don't know. I thought that was maybe a cool nod. Guess but, I watch the episode again. I mean, oh, no. What a chore. <laughs> <laughs> we have the T-Rex Zord fully charging into the scene, knocks them, and completely demorphs them. Hilariously just bites the monster and throws him yeah. <laughs> that once. <laughs> And and I like how afterwards she's like, did we just fight the abominable snowman and then get trampled by a T-Rex? Yep, that's kind of what happened. (laughs) That's a thing that happened. I have a question. Do you guys think that in this world, and with Judd, I have a feeling we're going to get a lot of nods to continuity, but do you think that they know what Power Rangers are? I think so. I hope so. 
Yeah. I would okay. like I would like for that to be the case. The monster the monster was like, You're Rangers, so I'm like pretty yeah. sure. Right. Okay. Alright, so after all that, uh, we get some nice exposition. Tyler is driving Shelby back to the museum because the other team left and she's looking through his journal and it's great. We get a lot of backstory, but it never felt forced. Tyler's just saying, Hey, this is what happened with my dad. He disappeared 10 years ago. I've got his journal. I'm searching for him. I love this journal as a prop, as a way to get more information. George, Silurian Ranger, he found out that the coordinates that were noted for Fury sighting in the journal were some desert in Utah. So it's little things like that that I think these little Easter eggs that we need to watch out for. And... I have no problem watching an episode multiple times now with this cast. Yeah. I've got a picture up right now of a close-up of the image of Fury in the journal. And aside from the other stuff we know about, you know, the lightning bolts and, like, does <laughs> carry a weapon fighting too fast, there's another one which is interesting, and it points to Fury's face and says, possible glow in the eyes, difficult to tell. Ah, Interesting. And if you know your Kyoryuger, you know what Which I don't. Oh, well, that's shame on you. Shame on you. I'm behind on my Sentai. Very. Kyoryuger was three years ago. Yes, thank you for that. (laughs) I've only seen, like, the first 10, 15 episodes of it, too, so I'm pretty behind on it. I've seen none of it, so... (sighs) (laughs) Hey, it's Zach's groan of indifference. (laughs) Yeah. That's my Uh. thing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so then they're driving away, and then we see the shot of Furies. Like, oh, I smell Energems. And then, boom, episode done. Holy yeah. cow. I want more. I-, I wanted there to be more. Yeah. And we didn't even see Riley at all. No, which I thought was very bold of them not to introduce one of the main characters in the first episode. Yeah. It shows that we're going to get a serialized story which, God, I'm so ready for that again in Power Rangers. (laughs) I loved it in RPM, SPD to a lesser extent. I like a plot that continues to move forward. And with these villains, with this cast, with all the backstory that they're setting up, we haven't seen the Keeper yet again. We don't know what their base is. I think this show is just going to keep building and building. And this hiatus is going to really stink. That's going to be painful. It's just going to kill all the momentum. (laughs) Especially this momentum for this show. I thought Super Mega Force had a little bit of that when the Silver Ranger appeared, but again, they barely had him do anything. I'm totally ready for Dino Charge. This is amazing. I'm probably going to watch it three more times this week (laughs) alone. (laughs) I just want to say how great I think the cast is. Just mm, yeah, overall, they, they just seem so natural, and they've got great chemistry with each other, and just their line delivery and everything. It's just, it's, it's what I've always wanted. So. <laughs> it's everything I ever dreamed it could be. It's what I've been wanting for the past four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, the cast is fantastic. The writing is solid. I want more. I, I want more Dino Charge. Can we just... <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lin, if you could just email me all the episodes for the rest of the <laughs> I 
won't tell anyone, I promise. <laughs> if only this were a Netflix series where all the episodes were in one go. <laughs> I would binge watch it eight times in a day. I have the completely unrealistic hope that they release all of the episodes a week early. That would be amazing, because then <laughs> every episode that we record could be a... <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would match up with their schedule right? perfectly. I'm just so just happy with what I saw. I would watch Megaforce, Super Megaforce, and I watched it. I enjoyed it somewhat. Mm-hmm. I thought it was okay, it, but I felt like I always left sort of like, eh, it existed. Like, it didn't really give me any hype or give me too much excitement. But after coming off of this episode, I actually have a smile on my face, and I'm actually hyped. I haven't felt that in so long, and it just it feels so fresh now. And I have a Dino Charge poster in my room, and I'm so happy I have that now because now every time I look at it, it just brings this happiness in my room now, and I'm, I'm just I'm so excited. I'm the same way. My phone, I have the you know the app, and I have a couple of the wallpapers from the app on my phone. My lock screen is... Uh, yep the Blue Ranger, and then the home screen is the whole cast in that one picture where they're uh, all together. M- mine's the opposite. My my lock screen is the cast, and then my background is the Blue Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my background on my computer is that epic background from Nick.com with all the Rangers. I'm so hyped for this, and I couldn't sleep on Thursday night, I had to work in the morning. And I was like, woo! I was playing with my Gabu revolver. I was like <laughs> tweeting at the cast like, oh my god, you guys rocked. And I was just, I was excited. And I haven't been excited for Power Rangers in a long time. It's such a good feeling. Mm-hmm. So, are we done with Powers from the Past? I think so. <laughs> so, moving on. We're moving to our next segment. Our new newer segment which is questions from Ranger Nation. You can ask us questions on Twitter, on our Facebook, but you can also ask them on ask.fm slash rangercommandph. So we had an anonymous person on Ask.fm say, other than Power Rangers or other Toku-related heroes, who are your favorite heroes? Who wants to go first? I'll go first. So... (laughs) Other than Toku-related and Power Rangers heroes, I am a huge Batman fan. And not just any Batman, but Batman animated series Batman. I love Arrow and The Flash right now. Those are awesome shows, and I really like those heroes. I know that's really DC-related. Marvel side, I think the Avengers are great. My favorite Avenger out of all of them is Captain America. I'm loving Agent Carter right now. I think it's great. Right now, those are my current heroes. Yeah, I guess I'll go next. My favorite heroes are probably... I really like Daredevil. Huge fan of Daredevil. Nice. And then Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Like, I'm pretty sure she counts as a hero. Oh, yeah, totally. And just like everyone in that universe. Mm-hmm. So. All right. For me, it's it's tough. Probably in the same boat as Eric. I'm really liking Flash and Arrow. My favorite DC hero, though, is Green Lantern and not Hal Jordan Green Lantern. <laughs> I, I Gardner Green Lantern. Of all the Marvel people, I have to say probably Iron Man is my uh, favorite Marvel hero. Well, and the Ghostbusters, obviously, right? Uh, they don't count as heroes. That's a day job. <laughs> okay. That's yeah, a nine-to-five I guess for me, I'm pretty big on the Marvel stuff lately. I'm a huge fan of all the movies, the TV shows. Agent Carter, like I said, Eric, has been awesome. 
Mm-hmm. And specifically, I think my favorite superhero growing up, aside from Power Rangers, was Spider-Man. And I've always just thought his his powers are really cool, just being able to kind of swing around the city. And he was very relatable because he always had like his everyday problems, but yeah. he was also a superhero. So I, I always loved that concept. Yeah, I've I've always been a fan of Spider-Man too. I I like Peter Parker's humor, so that's why I like the newer Spider-Man movies because I feel that they incorporate that that humor a lot better. Next, George at Silurian Ranger, a good friend of the podcast, he asked on Ask.fm, if you were chosen to obtain an Energem, what dinosaur spirit would power it? Oh, gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say the Velociraptor. I've always loved raptors since being a kid and watching Jurassic Park. So I would say raptors, and that would, I guess, grant me the green ranger powers. <laughs> um, I'm going to say I, I kind of cheated, and I saw the question ahead of time, and I freaked out because I was like, what am I going to say? I have no idea. <laughs> so I went online and said, I Googled, what dinosaur are you, and did a quiz. Uh, <laughs> so thank you, Goldfeed, for that. Um, and I came up with the Parasaurolophus, apparently. And then I found out that the Parasaurolophus actually makes this weird, like, trumpeting sound, and I thought that was kind of cool, so I'm cool with it. Oh, nice. Do you have a link to that quiz? Maybe we should all take it. <laughs> actually, let's do that. Let's take. Let's all take this quiz. All right, we're going to take okay. a quiz, and we'll come back. <laughs> oh, I, I'm going to love this. Oh, okay, here we go. Okay. Uh, Buzz, oh, BuzzFeed, okay. You okay? I'm like having trouble with the first question. This is, this is not good. I'll go with that one. Some of the questions are so odd. <laughs> Especially the last one, when you get to it, and I just thought... What would you most like to consume right now? <laughs> <laughs> I put pizza, because the answer is always pizza. <laughs> I put salmon. That, that yeah. is true. The answer is pizza. Uh, oh, I'm... Hmm. Pick a DJ name for yourself. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I see the last question you're talking about. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, I got Tyrannosaurus Rex. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's that's a good one. That's not the one I would pick, though. Whoa, this last question. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, what would your superpower be? One of the choices is murder. <laughs> How is that a power? <laughs> oh my god, no way! I got the Velociraptor! Holy <laughs> crap! Yes! That is awesome! (laughs) 
Hollywood loves you, also you're frightening. Not only do you have death teeth, you're the size of a turkey and have sickle claws on your hind feet to slash your prey. Even though your feathers don't help you fly, you're even wilder than Wile E. Coyote. You may not be as big or as apt as turning doorknobs as Steven Spielberg dreamed, but that won't stop you. You're fluffy and clever, making you deadly, but adorable. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm the Parasaurolophus. So, same as me. Yeah, yeah. That's, I took it again, and I got the, that too. All right, Team Para. All the way. I, don't, I don't know. If I had to choose, I'd probably choose Triceratops. Oh, okay. Shelby if, fan. If I, was, <laughs> if I was choosing, it would probably be Ankylosaurus, just because cyan all the way. Yeah, <laughs> you, you want to be hero cyan. What's the purple one? Isn't that a Plesiosaurus? Yeah, Plesiosaurus. Maybe I'd be that one then. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, next. These are not from AskFM, but we actually got a couple comments uh, from our Contact Us page at rangercommand.com. First, Adam Stabelli said, Hey guys, I love the show. I was wondering what you thought of this topic. Hopefully you can answer this on the show. Do you think Power Rangers will ever go away, or do you think it will always be with us until we're old? Thanks, guys. Keep up the great work and let the power protect you. Uh, his favorite PR series is in space, and he rated our show a 10, which was awesome. Do I ever think Power Rangers will go away? Um, maybe some point down the road, whether it's you know not financially feasible anymore or maybe for some weird reason Sentai ends. I think there will be some point where it might, fizzle out if it's not successful. And that almost happened with a few years ago. Yeah, that was um, a very real concern. Everyone thought that, well, yeah. this is it. Right? We almost had that. We almost had Power Rangers not be a thing anymore, which was kind of worrying in this fandom. But Saban brought it back, all the toy sales. We're doing legacy stuff now. There's a movie potentially. I don't think it's going to go away anytime soon. Yeah. I think it'll probably go away when the Sentai goes away, whenever that is. Yeah. Or maybe they'll keep it going. Who knows? We'll be running this podcast when I'm 50, and who knows? Like, hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Rage of Command. <laughs> <laughs> That's so creepy. <laughs> Zach, what about you? Honestly, I think if it were to ever go away, the closest it was to going away was that time when we weren't mm -hmm. sure what was happening. The Sentai, the past few years, has been going pretty strong. I mean, Kiryuger was a huge draw in terms of merchandising and in terms of uh, money-making. Tokyuger, not so much, but that's okay. I think that as long as Saban has the source material to work off of, they'll continue to make Power Rangers. Personally, I don't see Sentai ever getting to a point where it's like, oh, well, they have to stop making Sentai. It's an institution in Japan now. You know, it's been running for so long. But as we discussed before, it's not a cultural phenomenon. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Hassan, what about you? I think, if anything, the show might sort of transform over the years in a way. Like, even if somehow the show kind of dies down, you know, if this movie takes off, then maybe it'll become more of a movie franchise. Or every few years, you kind of have these waves of nostalgia, so maybe they'll kind of sort of try and bring something back. So I think in some way, shape, or form, it'll sort of just be around for quite a while. 
Can we have Judd Lynn locked into a contract for the next 10 years? Because that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. We need more Dino Charge. I want more. <laughs> yeah. And I thought it was so cool that he was at Paramorphicon. And uh, I just, I'm so excited. I knew since Paramorphicon, well, I was trying not to give give my hopes up. But when I saw the cast at Paramorphicon, when I saw Judd Lynn and talking about it, I just, I had a feeling this would be good, but I didn't want to give my hopes up because we've been disappointed before. <laughs> But yeah, this episode completely, that changed everything. I'm sold, I'm in, I'll buy all the things. <laughs> Charles Abrahams, he has a website called Dino Charge Daily. He said, hi there, webmaster and fellow Power Rangers fan. I noticed that Power Rangers Dino Charge powers from the past episode is out, and I've seen some HD clips appear online, but I live in the Caribbean, and I can't get access to the episode online. Is there a site that I can get a great quality version of the first episode, preferably HD? I want to watch it, but the program is on nick.com, and I can't access the videos from my location. Can you provide me with a link or web page to get this episode from? We don't officially condone illegal downloads of yeah. episodes. We cannot in good conscience uh, condone <laughs> such actions. So I don't know of any links or anything, but I know uh, there was one person that posted on Facebook Rangers kind of a workaround for international people so they can see it on Nick.com. Uh, so you may want to research that. But by the time this airs, it'll be all over the place. Yeah, really. <laughs> it'll be on Nickelodeon. People will do their regular thing of torrenting it or of releasing it early. It'll be on Hulu the next day, which is my way to watch it. So it's going to be out there. You'll find it. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he said his favorite uh, series was Mighty Morphin and rated our show 10 for Awesome. Now that we're completely charged up, we're charging out, and we're getting to our main topic, which is our Ranger Nation spotlight, the reason that Hassan is here. So we're going to talk about the world of Ha, the new channel, all that stuff. I have a few questions, and then we'll get to some questions that Ranger Nation has asked. So first, how did you first launch your channel? I've been subscribed to you for a few years. Was there any inspiration from other people in the fandom to get your channel going? So can you tell us how your channel came to be? Sure. Uh, so... I think it was in 2006 that I uploaded my first video, and at first it was it was around the time of Mystic Force, and I just kind of got inspired to like take clips from the show and edit it together with some music, just some like fan-made trailers and things like that, and I had fun with that. I posted just a few videos here and there, and then it wasn't when Mighty Morphin 2010 came around. <laughs> I did a couple of reviews. Mm -hmm. and it sort of, I, I had some fun with it, and then I was like, ah, you know what, let's see what happens, and when Samurai was announced, I was so excited that Power Rangers was back, I started doing more reviews, and that's kind of when I really got more serious about it, I guess, and I definitely, you know, would watch other fellow reviewers, Linear Ranger, Shuken Shinobi, a whole bunch, and it was, I had a lot of fun watching their videos, and, you know, I thought, well, I buy the toys, I like talking about Power Rangers, why don't I try and do that too? And I just started to kind of continue with that, and it just went from there. 
So can you tell us about your new rebranding? Because I I really love the new rebranding. I like the website. I think the logo is cool. So can you tell us more about evolving into the world of Ha? Yeah, so for a while, I've been doing more and more of these videos, and it's just becoming you know this bigger thing now, and I'm trying to make it more professional and better quality, and, mm-hmm. and I want to kind of put more energy and, and time into it. And I guess it was a few months ago, and, and I was thinking about creating a new logo because my old logo, I kind of liked it, but I figured, you know what, it's time for something new, something a bit more professional-looking from the logo. And I was like, well, then I need a new intro and outro. And then I was like, well, I have this new logo and everything, this new concept behind my channel, The World of Ha. I need something to help promote it. Let's do a website and call it theworldofha.com. And then it, it just sort of just blew up from there, I guess, and continued. Mm-hmm. The world of Ha, like the whole concept behind it was sort of H-A are my initials. I've always just thought it was kind of fun that it kind of, <laughs> I have no middle name, so it's just Ha. So it's uh, <laughs> pretty easy there. And my channel is kind of a whole mix of things. I mean, I do a lot of Power Rangers reviews, but other things that interest me as well, videos about this music group, Pentatonix, blogs. So it's kind of like all the things that interest me, my own little world. So I just kind of came up with the world of Ha. It's so cool. <laughs> <laughs> so... What is your process in creating your content, your videos? I know you've done a couple impromptu music video type things where you involve more people from your work, from your life. So can you tell us a little bit about how you go about creating your videos? Is there a schedule that you have? Do you film a bunch at once? How do you go about that? It kind of ranges depending on the the type of video. I think for my reviews, when the toys are released, first of all, the challenge is finding the toys because some some of them can be quite difficult. So I kind of have to plan around that. So once I get them, generally I do end up recording a bunch at once just so Mm -hmm. uh, on the weekend whenever I have time. And then I'll edit it and, and upload throughout the week and sort of spread it out in that way. And oftentimes I'll do a video and say, hey, here's what I got, so what do you guys want to see first? And then I'll kind of prioritize that as well. But I always want to branch out and do other fun things. Like, I started doing blogs a couple years ago, and and that was just a lot of fun just to record random things in my life, do some more unique things, and... And you mentioned the videos that is my coworkers, which was so much fun to do. It was just, I forget how that came about. I think one of the nurses at work liked one of the, the Harlem Shake or something. They're like, oh, we should do that. And I was like, yeah, we should. And they're like, yeah, it would be really cool if somebody, you know, could make videos. And I was like, well, I make videos. Well, let's do this. And it just sort of happened. And yeah, it was a lot of fun to do. And I've sort of over the years kind of evolved how I make the videos. I bought a, a Sony Handycam recording instead of using windows movie maker like i used to which was so terrible it's a pain in the butt (laughs) oh my gosh that that thing i almost just about quit making certain videos just because every time i played the video like if i played it from the middle of the video while i was editing the audio would would start from the middle of it so i could never sync up the audio and video without playing the video all the way through every time i made a little change and it's oh. crazy. But luckily, recently, I bought a MacBook, and I use iMovie, and it is so much easier. And, nice. And so that's helped me out a lot as well. 2014 was a huge year, and we kind of both had the same experience yeah. uh, being featured in the Collective Mall DVD on the Power Rangers extra bonus features for SPD the Power Force. So what has that experience been like for you, just being a part of this whole crazy thing? Oh, man. Uh, Yeah, 2014 was just amazing. 
I'm just super thankful for it all, to be honest. It's just been really cool because I just love, I mean, I love Power Rangers, you know, and I love collecting. I love doing these reviews and just to see other people seem to like that as well. I think it's been really cool. Getting to be a part of the DVD, I thought was really neat and being a part of the Power Force. But also just because, like you said, like we both kind of went through it as well. And there's other yeah. people in the fandom that were kind of a part of it. So it felt like it was like a big, you know, fandom family thing in a way. And it was just celebrating what we love, Power Rangers. And it was really cool to be a part of that. Yeah, I got to see Brian Shugan Shinobi at Power Morphicon. And the last time I saw him was Yomacon. And he was just this kid. <laughs> so it was crazy because we got to catch up again. And it's like, hey, I haven't seen you in nine years. This is insane where we are right now. Yeah, just the whole experience, like you said, being friends with these new Power Force members. And it's been really exciting. And it, it's kind of fun just to go through that shared experience together. Yeah, definitely. I, I think it's pretty cool that we've all been a part of that. You know, growing up as well, I think some people tend to go through this phase of they're kind of ashamed of liking Power Rangers and stuff, and I, right. I went through a brief phase like that, but then I soon realized that, you know, I'm proud of who I am, I should just be myself, and I'm, I'm proud of the fact that I like Power Rangers, and, you know, I'm not afraid to tell people that, and right. the fact that I can be a part of the Power Force or be on this DVD feature and stuff, it's almost like validation for me to say, keep on being yourself and keep doing what you're doing. That's just made me so happy. I think that's sound advice for anyone in this fandom. So now we actually got some questions from Ranger Nation, mainly on Twitter. We asked, what are your questions for toy reviewer Hassan Ahmed? Uh, Ranger Girl at Gokai Ranger said, how often do toys break, and what was the fastest one? So I guess the fastest one that broke? So. <laughs> huh. Yeah, let's see. So, well, to be honest, most of them haven't really... A lot of my toys from when I was a little kid since then have kind of <laughs> broken. Um, I, I think the most recent one is some of the RPM Ranger figures. A couple of them, unfortunately, like one of the legs broke. And uh. it actually was pretty terrible because one of them broke... And I was setting them up for the DVD feature, actually, the collect them all thing. I was upset that one of the other ones had broken before, and so I was setting up another one of the Rangers, one of the other RPM Rangers, and his leg broke too while I was getting it set up. And I was like, no, why now? <laughs> um, yeah, that was upsetting. But lately, I haven't really had any recent ones. I had a non-Power Ranger thing, the uh, SH Figure Wars Super Mario. And I think while I was reviewing it, or like I was a, just started recording my review, and his arm just shattered practically and just fell, and I just about cried because I was like, I killed Mario. <laughs> I was so excited. I was like, yes, Mario, and he's, his arm just shattered. Luckily, Amazon just sent me another replacement, but I just oh, got this Figure Warts Luigi the other day, and now I'm kind of scared to open him up. <laughs> uh, next, Adam Stabelli, again, at Stabelli Ranger, said, what is your least favorite season and least favorite Power Rangers toy? Those questions are always so hard for me because my opinions <laughs> are always changing depending on how I feel. Um, I would say, and it's been a while since I've seen this season, so I think I need to give it another chance, but my mm -hmm. least favorite season is probably Wild Force. Um, mm. I really haven't seen it since it pretty much first aired. Like, I've seen a few episodes here and there. I just never 
got the chance to go back and, and give it another view. But something about it, maybe it was just Cole. I just I didn't like his character initially. I don't know. I, I need to give it another chance, but I think at this point that's probably my least favorite. As far as least favorite Power Rangers toy, there's some that I feel like... I feel like it's different as an adult collector versus like right. kids, because I feel like kids are going to enjoy a lot of these toys. But from my perspective, some of the recent four-inch figures are like dollar store figures, and they're just so <laughs> terrible. There's just yeah, there's no point. The five-inch figures are amazing, but the four-inch oh. figures nowadays, there's just no point for me to get them. Th- those are a waste of plastic, really. And yeah. I don't understand this recent trend of these barely poseable nutcracker type of figures, like the big yeah. tall ones, and they just have the arm joints that move up and down. And the le- I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, maybe I can see it as like a kid might want like the bigger figure, and they're pretty sturdy, so like if he throws it around or something, then it might last. But other than that, it's, I don't know, I don't get it. From a collector's standpoint, yeah, I think those are horrible. <laughs> yeah. That's just, what's the point? Next, RJ Sills, Uchihabro77, at Anime Redneck 96 said, what has been some of your most memorable moments in the fandom? Ooh, uh, should we go with, uh, like, good memorable or bad memorable? Or both? <laughs> <laughs> we, we can do one of each. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, I'll say the good memorable I, we kind of discussed, which yeah. is, uh, 2014 with the Power Force, the Collect Them All feature. I mean, those were great milestones for me, and I was pretty proud of that. So I think mm-hmm. those were definitely very memorable. I guess uh, bad memorable. It was, it was sort of interesting just because when Super Mega Force was filming, I got really interested in trying to find all the behind the scenes information and trying to figure stuff out ahead of time and everything. And yeah, and uh, I remember finding that image of the Gokai green boots at one of the... Uh, oh, yeah! And I remember... So that was... The, when We kind of knew they were going to use the Gokai suits, but that was like our first visual confirmation of it. Right. Um, and it was kind of cool, but like there were just so many like haters at that time. It was just... It was a mess. Like everybody was criticizing about, about all that. I was like, you know what? I'll just keep to myself with that sort of thing now. I think I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll focus on, uh, on some other stuff. It was a mess. Now we have Nightmare and Morphin K really digging into this stuff, and I know they get a lot of flack too, but yeah, I don't know what it is with people, and if you find something cool early, and it's fairly obvious, like, it was obvious that was the Gokai green boot. I remember that. I remember you posting the picture like, holy cow, it's it's the Gokai green boot, visually confirmed right there. And I was like, all right, cool, yeah, woohoo. Yeah, but some people yeah. want to argue it into the ground. <laughs> right, and but, what they also don't understand is, you know, I, I wouldn't just post something if it was some blurry picture of something. Because I found a picture that was kind of blurry, and it seemed to look a lot like Jason Smith as Casey, so I had a right. feeling he was coming back. But there was no way to really confirm it, so I didn't say much. Yeah. And then, obviously, it came out, and, and you know, people saw the pictures with with him being posted on set. And so, you know, that news kind of came out. But it's like people don't understand that, you know, we, we do our due diligence as well. It's not like we're just posting Joe Schmo saying, like, <laughs> hey, guys, Jason David Frank is back for the 50th time. Like, it's not just some random piece of information. So. Yeah, random made-up thing. And next, Rob Pollock at D21Beast said, how are those loot crate shades working out? <laughs> and do you want an alpha in the Ranger movie reboot? 
Well, it's funny you should ask about the loot crate shades because I, I have not used them yet, but I should have used them today in the car because the sun was, like, blinding me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll definitely have to use those soon. As far as Alpha in the reboot, I think it would be kind of cool to have them back. I, I'm a little torn whether I want them to do, like, another Zordon in Alpha or do something similar in style to, like, Gosei and Tensu, where they're, like, different characters, different names, but an homage to Zordon and Alpha mm. in a way. Or if they do Alpha, you know, like, Alpha 10 or whatever, I guess they could try and make some new version of Alpha. I think that would be kind of interesting. Yeah, I think that'd be neat. So, uh, AP, Zach, do you have any questions for Hassan? Uh, AP? <laughs> um, what is your most favorite Power Rangers toy? It's so hard to pick. I would have to say... Oh, God. I'm torn between the Mega Blade from Samurai, which I thought was really cool, just because the size of it and everything, and that was yeah. pretty neat. But I love the Legacy items. Either the Legacy Power Morpher or the Dragon Dagger, or even, I guess, I'm sure I'll, I'll love... Saba and the others. Uh, uh, you, just... Spoiler alert, you're going to love Saba. <laughs> <laughs> it's nostalgic, but it's such good quality stuff that they're releasing now, and it's geared towards the adult collector, and it's really cool stuff that Bandai's doing. Yeah, yeah definitely. Well, Hassan, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on today, especially to talk about Dino Charge. <laughs> yeah, thank you for, for having me. It's been an honor to, to be here. And yeah, Dino Charge... It's been a lot of fun watching that over and over again. Yeah, I'm probably going to watch it twice today. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so where can people find you on the Internet? So I think the easiest place now is to go to theworldofha.com because that's sort of like now my new central hub. Obviously, I still have my YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash dude. But if that's hard to remember, like theworldofha.com will have all my videos there as well. And you can like me on Facebook now, too, The World of Ha. And Twitter and all that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> at, at Hassan uh, Ahmed120 on Twitter as well. All right. So, Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com. We're charged up. Yeah, we're so charged up. <laughs> this is going to be a great year. This is going to be a great yeah. year. This is where we right. insert the instrumental theme at the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, that's why I pre-ordered it, because I'm like, yes, instrumental theme. We <laughs> <laughs> use the heck out of oh, that. It is <laughs> so good. All right, so see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, Dino Charge! Dino Charge! Yeah. You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at rangercommand.com, follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph, and like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour. Catch a bonus episode on Sunday, where we talk with Kickback from Toku Nation and the Talkin' Toku Podcast. Trekkie V47 and Kickback have their own discussion regarding Power Rangers Dino Charge. See you Sunday and keep on listening. This has been another great presentation by the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can find more information at foureyedradio.com.